really wish I could remember what my cold open was, but it was quite funny. What is it? Mm. Something about train. What are you thinking about in the train? Was it anything to do with, let's list out some things that you like. Um, uh, Sorry, you can think of more than that. (laughs) No, I started thinking about things you didn't like. That's what I want to say. Like trains, waiting around, being in the tra- snow, no, I love, rain. I love trains. You do actually like rain. Do you love trains? Yeah, I love being on them. I find it so relaxing. Like you read a book, you watch the world go by. It's true. I do actually mm. really miss being on trains. I like, used to commute all the time on trains. Like I used that's I have never commuted in another way. I used to visit our ex friend mm. in Essex, which is a long old train journey. Yes. But on the train ride there, it was literally some of the favourite moments of my life. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I get up at like seven in the morning. I get on the train before anyone was on it, and then I just like watch the world go by, read my book. That sounds very relaxing. Have actually. some drinks for some reason at seven, and then, yeah, because you know you got to get that buzz on by the yeah, time yeah, that yeah. you get there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the underground would be a little dodgy. Oh, but then, the underground <clears> sucks. But that was only for like a short time, and then I'd be on another train. Mm. And the scenery from London to Essex is quite pretty. Yes, it's um, nice. It's got a lot of fields. A lot of fields, a lot yeah. of castles. You look past. And I'd just be watching the world go away, and then I'd be like, this is a pretty good day out. Honestly, that is the case for a lot of my life, though. Like, I just like traveling to places to meet people. And then when like, you meet them being sad and like, disappointed. Yeah, like, oh, all right, yeah, you're still who you are. <laughs> you I enjoyed the changed. train, though. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the journey. Yeah. And that's, that's all it, it's all about, isn't it? It's all about the, it's journey. the journey. Yeah, in my life, it is very much the journey and not the destination. <laughs> The journey back from Essex was a fucking oh, miserable... I did it only a couple yeah. of times and it scarred me so much that I was like, never again. The I'm never going to do it. I really enjoy. But the journey back when I'm hungover, well, not hungover, drunk, mm. but not a happy drunk anymore. It's got no. to the point where I'm sleepy and ready for bed drunk. Yeah. And then trying to travel fucking three and a half hours on the train. It took me five hours one time <clears> because every single train was delayed. Like there was a close a closure on the tube and I had to go a completely weird way back then I had to get on the train that takes me back to my town and then that one was like cancelled and I had to wait an hour for that oh my god it took me so long and I was like never again never again never invite me to your house I will not come hello and welcome back to Journey Into the Strange I'm Kaz and I am Raph. And today we are looking at the Book of Shadows, which I purchased from Etsy. And it's a very weird compendium of all these different stories and myths and legends and spells and information. And it's, I'll get into it later, but it's a very weird book. And we just basically decided to look at it because I bought it ages ago for our witchcraft episode. And Never really look, fully looked into it. Um, there's a reason for that. It's like 3,000 pages long. But um, Should have read it all before this episode. It's oh just lazy. It's, yeah. The thing is, it's very impenetrable as well. Anyway, we'll get into it. But we're looking at that today. How are you? I don't know why I was going to make like a f- crow rustling its feathers noise. Because How I- would you make that, please? I want to know. Uh, Oh, quack. That's a car ring. That's not no, no, hold on. I, I haven't finished. I was just getting oh, okay. into that. <laughs> Done it. Fabulous. Thank you for that rendition. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but Why were you making that noise? I don't know. I thought it was like called the 
Because you know, like all those really terrible fantasy books where it's like the Crow of Thorns or the Crow of Feasts. Oh. And the Book of Shadows just has that kind of really terrible fantasy name. Yeah. So in my head, I just immediately put crows on it. In my head, it's like... <laughs> the cr- Book of Shadow Crow Crows, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do know what you, you mean, though. Like, there's a lot of, like, dark, high... No, not even high fantasy, dark fantasy. There's a lot it's of... not really dark either. No. It's like kind of... Dark, high fantasy mix. Yeah, but... And they're like, let's put a crow on the front because yeah. it'll make it cool. And they always have, yeah, crow of storms. Even if it doesn't make any sense, like, the names don't, like... It makes it sound cool. Yeah, tree of crows, and you're like, what is that? A tree of crows! <laughs> a tree with crows in. Crown of crows, you know, uh, crown of crows feathers, and you're like, okay, fine, just... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I hadn't ever thought of that, but you're not wrong. Yeah. So, and Book of Shadows does sound, have that kind of still, like, a bit, oh, for fuck's sake, um, <laughs> over-the-top vibe. Yeah, it really does. Like, ooh, shadows. Ooh. What is a Book of Shadows? It'd just be fucking reflections of what? Nothing. Like, it just, it, <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like, you just open up the book and the pages would reflect on the blank, like, there'd be blank pages and then you'd hold it against the sun so the page reflects on the other page. I'd like to think of it in my mind, now that you've put that image in it, is that you'd open the book, it would be blank, and you had to wait, like a sundial, for the shadows to be cast by the letters that are magically raised somehow. Or is magic the shadow of our reality? That's from is that like, some quote you've... Kept. It's not, I just made it up. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Our spells, like... Yeah, the shadow of our reality. When we do a spell, do we not invoke... Uh, because if reality is solid and spells are... Insolid. Insoluble. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just loved your expression working over that one. It went from so many different, like... <laughs> intangible. Whatever. I like insoluble. Um, we put it in water and it dissolves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, it doesn't dissolve. Because that would be soluble um, if it was. Insoluble means it would just not do anything if you put it in water. Like a shadow. Yes. Uh, I know there's something here. Is magic not the reflection of our solid matter? And do we not create it by... Be- Does it? Does our world not c- cast the shadow in which magic can take place in? Are you okay, man? Yeah, I think it works. <laughs> do you want to retake that? No, I think there's something there. I think that is perfect. Okay. I just feel like we could get it a bit tighter. No. It- okay, fine. That's fine. Okay, let me try again. Okay. What did I say? <laughs> okay, fine. Let's just move on. <laughs> so, Book of Shadows. Yeah. Um, like I was saying, we bought this on Etsy. It was literally only a free cred or something, I think, from Etsy. Um, because... Can someone reimburse us? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> we need some ads. How do we get ads? One day we'll figure it out. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, we bought this three pound, three dollar thing. From Etsy, it was like a digital download, so you download a PDF and then non corporeal. That yes. was the word I was looking for. Not insoluble. Yes, yeah, yeah. The insoluble. <laughs> Love that. Um, <clears throat> so we bought this thing. It's three thousand pages long. It's a book of shadows. If you remember from our witchcraft episode, it's basically like your magical journal. So you write down everything that you've tried, all the things that you've learned, all of your references, any information that you want to keep in a form about your witchcraft journey. And this was somebody else's book of shadows. But it, while looking at it, it actually seems like it is a amalgamation of many people's books of shadows because it, it's definitely written by different people, different authors. Um, 
it's a it's a wild, isn't it? That, yeah. it? It's really strange. Like not only is just the sheer length of it, but the index itself is weirdly sort of it's like a table of contents, but it's alphabetical. So you have all these different things, which I guess is more like an index, but it's at the front yeah. of the book. And um, yeah, all the page numbers are like completely, chron- it's not chronological. All the page numbers are not chronological. So it goes from like 16 to 286 to 492 to 1862. And like all of these different, you know, it's, it's just kind of crazy. And uh, it's got loads of things in there. It's got spells, it's got myths, it's got excerpts from the golden dawn it's quite confusing like when you see something that is interesting to you you flip to it and then there's like no context for it or building it up and it's like no. right in the deep end and you're like what is this yeah, exactly like, what are you actually talking about and that but i also love the formatting of it because it's it's like a if you've ever opened up a blank text document, like a TXT document in Notepad with no formatting whatsoever. So not even like the ability to choose the font. It's just in that kind of like basic computer font. And that's like the entire thing. Like there's, there isn't even any pictures in it. And the pictures and diagrams that I found are actually, you know, that old thing that people used to do on chat rooms where you'd use special mm. characters to create like yeah, weird that pictures. Is in it, yeah. That's in it. And I was like, it's so strange because they're trying to make this like magical symbol thing with like umlauts and dashes and X's and stuff. And it's just that the whole thing is really quite bizarre and strange, but in a weird way interesting way yeah it's such a hodgepodge of just man just so many ideas and none of them are correlated but in a way that's kind of exciting because that's Mm. what i feel like researching into the occult should be of like a load of mess that you have to sort of piece together yourself yeah yeah and that's what makes you a scholar but we're not scholars (laughs) i we're scholarly now um but also there's some bits in it that i read past as well i said like last updated in like 1984 and i was like 198 what like no wonder it's in a format that, like, no computer screen can, like, yeah. interpret because it's, like, so old if it was written back then. Unless it, you know, that's the last time the physical copy was updated. But then if that's the case, why wouldn't they just add pictures? I don't know. The whole thing is very weird. I don't know if I believe that it's a physical copy. No. Well, I think it maybe was. And then they, right. like, fed it through and created So is this sort of like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Where, like, <laughs> it at one point had a physical copy, but now it's just, like been translated into the digital version yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's just like added up and updated every now and again which is why i also think it's a bit uh, weird or wikipedia to be more yeah i, I guess so current. but it i guess it's more like i don't think it is ever updated yeah and i think that's why we miss so much context because yeah. there was probably things like bookmarks and labels and things sticking out of it that someone had like placed in that you just can't translate into a a digital copy, let alone a text-based version of that copy. So that's why I think it's so weird. Yeah. That's my theory. I don't know. I don't know what this bloody thing is, where, where it even came from. Like, I don't it know feels very <laughs> occult that you found this weird thing on the internet that's full of information but isn't done right and is all a bit weird. Yeah. yeah I love it. Very esoteric. It, it is. That is definitely a word that I would use to describe it. Um, so anyway, we were just basically going to pick through some of the things from the index and just read them out, really, and just see what we think of them, because there's so much in here. And and there was something on Terry Pratchett that I read in here, and I was Ooh. like, that's really cool. And yeah, so I just wanted to, like, you know, I'm just 
going through some of it now and it, yeah it just makes me want to click on them and like well i say click on them they don't there's no hyperlinks in this you just kind of like find yes, the page number <laughs> i found that when i was trying to get to something and i was like great 868 guess i'll get a scrolling yeah and also like well you can do the find feature where you like find it in page and then I zoom not to do it that on my phone oh, nor could it. i work out how to but, i mean maybe i could but i can work out how to that also some of the page numbers just don't exist yeah so i was clicking on it going like Oh, okay. Let me get to 582. 582 does not exist. It's like somewhere in the, in the 580s, but like, like there's no marker for that. It's just a long piece of text. And I was like, why is that? No-? It's, it's very weird and confusing and annoying, but interesting at the same time. I feel like this is like the Necronomicon that's eventually going to make people lose their minds if they try and read it all. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't. That's yeah. why we shouldn't. Just bits and bobs. <laughs> Did you want to start with something? I have literally nothing. Oh, okay. But did you want to look through this and oh, sure. find something that we can talk about? Because I feel like I've done a bit of talking now. What the fuck's mm. smudging? That sounds like such a weird ranking technique. <laughs> uh, that's when you um, have um, oh, well, sage. Let me, let me guess. Ah, okay. As you're going to say, you like put ash on your hand and then have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> or chalk. chalk. <laughs> it does sound witchy. That does sound like a witchy thing to do. A male yeah. witch, obviously. Uh, hand fasting, that also sounds like wanking. I know what that is as well. How much of this have you read? I haven't read that. I know that because someone I, w- I work with does that ceremony. What, hand fasts? Mm, hand, mm. It's, um, is that a guy or a girl? It's a woman, yeah. Uh, right. But it, it's not what you think. You're making it sexual. <laughs> hand fasting's, uh, I mean, I don't fully know how the ceremony's um, created, but it's when... Um, you want to it's like a wedding it's like a sort of wedding vow thing and then you both hold each other's hand and then this piece of really nice um, ribbon is like wrapped around your hand and then it like sort of binds you with words hey that's in Doctor Who is it? yeah you knew about it too? yeah it's a a widely known thing apparently but um, but yeah I thought it was was quite a nice cute little ceremony that happens I mean I haven't went into the witchy side of it at all and I imagine it does have a a vibe what's dream news? Don't know, let's find out. Oh, what's Dying God? Hold on. Both of these sound interesting. Uh, it's moaning about questions. Hold on. I'll, I'll just <laughs> oh, your favourite topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did the Christians, Christian mythos arrive? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Can't I just... <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking that. Yeah. The Christian myth is almost totally pagan in origin. I used to think that anything outside the Judeo-Christian Muslim spelt wrong. None of this is spelt right. <laughs> this is so hard to read. <laughs> Or worldview was pagan. Such is not the case. The what is this? <laughs> Seriously, try and read what how they spell things. Okay, where where did you get up to? Oh, they remain features of the sea. Everything's like joined together. Yeah. No spaces and anything. Yeah, that is really hard. Uh, Interestic and sacrifice of a god man. It seemed, you know what? This sounds like someone had a written version of it and they scanned it and got yeah, a computer to figure out what it said. That's probably what happened. And then it's they, like, it um, fucked it all up. <laughs> putting subtitles on a thing that hasn't been like manually subtitled. And yeah, and it's all AI. Yeah. And like, like when you turn on it on a live or something and it's trying to do it like live and it's like. Like whenever you terrifying. put the subtitles on YouTube and there's not like any. Yeah. And it's just like. Yes. Yeah, and it's just shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this bit gets a bit better, I think. New, u, uterus. The, is it uterus? What's that? How do you spell that second word? The 
Eucatrist? Eucatrist? Oh, maybe it's Christ. You could maybe it's how he thinks you would spell Christ. The new Christ. Oh. I don't know. I don't think yeah. that's it. New Christ. It does sound like New Christ if you. Yeah. Um, the New Christ goes all the way back in history to its base upon the ritual consumption of God man. Orosis, Dinosus, Itis. May others were richly consumed. I feel like we're summoning a demon because it's all just yeah. nonsense and words put together. Maybe let's go to a different thing. Okay. I'm kind of... The thing is that you get into something like this and you're like, what the fuck does this mean? Like, I want to know what it means. So you keep reading. There's a lot... Yeah, there's some, like, some, there's some verses from the Bible in here that... Wow, this is very strange. This whole thing is really weird. Mm. I cannot explain quite how weird this actually is. It is very, it's a very strange do- document. Um, we could do candle magic. Yeah, let's do that. That I sounds like, safe. I want, yeah, that sounds like we're not going to summon a demon, probably. Right, candle magic. And then, like, so I've gone to 417, and it is candle magic, but it's, like, halfway through the paragraphs, <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> well, you should have said it started on 416, but anyway. Candle magic, one of the simplest... One of the simplest of magical arts, which comes under the heading of natural magic, is candle burning. It is simple because it employs a little ritual and a few ceremonial artefacts. The theatric prompt of the candle magic can be purchased at any department store and its ritual can be practiced in any sitting or bedroom. I love that it has to clarify you can buy candles anywhere. Yeah, just in case you didn't know. Where do I get these (laughs) mythical objects? I've never seen them. Do we have to get How these? do you burn wax? <laughs> Most of us have performed our first act of candle magic. By the time we're two years old, blowing out the tiny candles on our first birthday cake and making a wish is pure magic. This childhood custom is based on three magical principles of concentration, willpower and visualisation. In simple terms, the child who wants his wish to come true has to concentrate, blow out the candles, visualise the end result, make a wish, and hope that it will come true. So it's basically like a sigil, like in Chaos Magic. I've never thought about that, but that's kind of cool. I like that. The size and shape of the candle is largely unimportant, although highly decorative large candles or usually shaped, unusually shaped candles will not be suitable as these will create distractions when the magic wants to be concentrated on the important work at hand. Most magicians prefer to use candles of a standard or uniform size if possible. Those which are sold in different colours for domestic uses are ideal. The candles that are used for any type of magic should be a virgin and unused. Under no circumstances should a candle that has already been adorned on a dinner table be used as a bedroom candle or a nightlight. There is very good occult reasons for not using anything but a virgin that but virgin materials in magic. Vibrations picked up by second-hand materials or equipment. Oh, may I feel disturb. like a bunch of incels are going to be starting <laughs> to like thrust their hands into the air uh, at the moment. Fuck virgins! The Everything that isn't a virgin is useless. Vibrations picked up by the second-hand materials or equipment may disturb the workings and negate their effectiveness. I feel like that just descended into inceldom. <laughs> There's quite a bit more. Um, it, it goes into like the different colours. So white means spirituality and peace. Red means health. Anger. <laughs> I don't know. Means what? Anger. It always oh, means right. anger. Yeah, it actually says health, energy, strength, courage and sexual potency. Pink is... Anger? No. <laughs> Sex? Love. Yeah, love right. and affection, romance. Yeah, sexually. Uh, yellow 
Cowardice. Imagination and creativity. Green. Jealousy. Fertility, abundance, good luck. <laughs> Blue. The sea. <laughs> You're just guessing now. But what am I, of course I am. Make I a logical guess. That is logical. The sea. Okay, uh, occult wisdom, protection. That makes no sense. Blue, but whatever. I guess wizards are blue. Sometimes. Um, Purple, wealth, and higher psychic ability. Silver, clairvoyance, inspiration. Orange, ambition, careers, and law. Interesting. So, yeah, they they are quite random, to be fair. (laughs) I think mine were closer. Yeah, I, I probably would go with the sea over, what what was it? Spiritual prowess yeah. or something? <laughs> well, the sea is very spiritual. It's true. Basically, you what I'm trying to get from here is you, you create a scene and you create a mood. You say your magical words. You light the candle in the colour of the thing that you're trying to persuade. And then you burn it all the way to the the end of the candle and you don't reuse it for anything because like it said before that has repercussions that you want to avoid um, there's also a bit in here if you're trying to conduct a magical ritual for someone else that's not there then you should find um their star sign and then use that color associated with that star sign so aries is red taurus is green gemini is yellow cancer is silver leo is orange virgo is yellow libra is pink scorpio is red sagittarius is purple i thought one was already red uh yeah that's true scorpio and aries are both red (laughs) sagittarius is purple capricorn is black aquarius is all the colors and pisces is no (laughs) so you're just all colors so if someone wants to make me a candle magic they're gonna be so fucking pissed off they'll have to be like i gotta get a billion candles now of all different colors what no i think it means any color but it it does say all colors (laughs) so maybe you have to get a rainbow candle or something i don't know anyway that was candle magic Great. Oh. Good times. Yeah. And uh, do, you want, do you want to look at something else? Yep, of course. So what do you think about candle magic? Yeah, we should talk about it a little bit first, not just like, oh, yeah. hop onto the next subject, but I'll put that... Um, yeah, it seems like something that probably needs to be done in more depth. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I do like the idea of candle magic and moon magic and like some of the sort of more basic witchcraft things that we... I mean, we did a, a broad oversight of witchcraft, yeah. as in like sort of the tenets of it and the sort of bigger ideas and themes within it. But it would be nice to do like a concentrated look at some of those particular types of spells and magic. Yeah, I agree. Candle magic being one of them. And I do think it's cool how much it's like sigils in the sense that you like want to really envision your thing. And then, in, well, sigils is like making confusing Heart out of words and then mm. having a wank that's just blowing a candle which might be a lot easier for being honest <laughs> it seems like it would be a lot easier yeah but then you have to buy a candle I guess yeah <laughs> you could rather... Whereas your version's free essentially it's not my version it's the <laughs> the version you just said then the chaos magic version chaos magic version then yeah I feel like that with witchcraft there are a lot more tools involved than like yeah. chaos magic which is funny because chaos magic is meant to be like do it yourself, like a kind of punk magic of like DIY. You don't need any tools to do this. Yeah. So, but it, I think it always to me feels quite in a way man versus woman, where like it's a lot more free in witchcraft and in chaos magic. As much as it is like do it yourself, it's still like here's some hard and fast rules. Are. 
It's interesting because, yeah, like that that's the whole thing with like chaos magic, or at least it, it was when I was researching it. It was kind of like, there are no rules. Do what you want. Everything is free, essentially. Oh, that's what I wanted to look at. Pornography and pagan ideals. Oh, where's, what number's that? 972. Fuck, now it's just highlighted everything that's come from 1972, which apparently is so many things. Okay, this is nothing. No? No, it's just someone moaning about how all porn research is done in laboratory conditions and it should be more free, so I think the dude just wants to watch porn. Um, (laughs) That's fair. A Minister Speaks Out on the Psychic and the Devil by J. Gordon Melton. In the 1960s, the psychic truly came of age as a major competitor of some forms of Christian faith. No longer could it be dismissed as foolishness, and because of this new realisation, 1960s also saw the birth of a new type of literature in which fundamentalist Christians attack the psychic as being of the devil. That what probably does that mean? <laughs> I think it's saying that, like, in the 1960s, everyone went a bit spooky. Mm. And that's what sort of... And then a load of people started, like, going on about, like, psychic things and magic and witchcraft, which were probably coming a bit more into the forefront. Yeah. Um, as being of the devil. And I reckon it probably, they like laid the groundwork for the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s. Yes, oh, um, we definitely... I, I say we should do an episode on satanic panic. I and we think, should, yeah. but it's also so dark. It's yeah. so dark. So, so miserable. Yeah. But it's so relevant today with, like, what's the, like, the trans panic or, oh, like, yeah. trans culture wars and woke, and mm. s- like, things of just the fucking, like, certain groups of people wanting to have a public scapegoat instead of addressing real problems mm-hmm. and it just being absolute insanity. Or what was it that was absolute? I don't know. Like, there was one that was happening sort of recently that I was, was just the most ridiculous thing, but I forget what it was. But oh. we can just say wokeness in general. Yeah. Where, like, you get all these people. What, like, I remember, like, when Doctor Who, the new Doctor Who episodes came out. Yeah. And people were like, Doctor Who's woke now. It's officially got the disease. And I was well, like, in the first season of the new Doctor Who, there was a love triangle between John Barham and the Doctor and Rose. Yeah. And the Doctor was more or less confirmed as being bi. It's it's always been written by, like, in the first reboot it, um, of the, in season one, it was written by a very gay dude, and now it's being written by that same gay dude. It was never going to be... Yeah. And also to say, like, it has a gay character in it, or the protagonist no, is yeah, gay. Woke. That's woke. Like, oh my god, are we, like, <laughs> what time are these people from? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's crazy the to me. The new doctors, black and black people, are woke. Uh, yeah, they, exactly. They don't deserve a place uh, in society. It's so frustrating. It's so stupid. <laughs> I know. Plus, I watched the newest Doctor Who episode with the new Doctor Who is black. Um, that thing was not woke. Um, there was barely any whatever those people consider it as. Mm. It was a shit. But <laughs> I wouldn't say it felt particularly, like, left-wing. No. There were some goblins, and they tried to eat a baby, and there was a dance number for reasons I don't really understand. Um, I mean, sounds very on brand, really, for Doctor Who. Well, yeah, so with Doctor Who, sometimes I like it, like, and none of it makes sense, but I like it when it makes sense within the rules of its own universe, and I yeah. can at least understand, like, the rules don't continue from episode to episode, mm-hmm. but I like it when at least I can understand why what's happening in an episode yeah. is happening. That's yeah. all I ask. It, like, it outlines the arc, and they're like, yeah. this is how this episode universe works, stick and with it. In that one, I, like, they, they, the goblins were about to eat a baby, and okay. then the doctor was like, we, we can stop this by singing. Why? 
and then all the goblins start singing with him and then they pick up the baby and run off and all the goblins are still singing and you're like this hasn't been described or touched on no, in any previous scene at all i don't understand why like couldn't sing and eat yeah like yeah. Oh, is that the reason they literally were? So- Wait, yeah, but why would I don't know? That seems weird. Because <laughs> they could have easily thrown in a line of like, oh, they're not goblins, they're aliens, but they have to follow set rules because of the interdimensional time flux that makes them <laughs> act like their avatars. Which means if there's a good sing along, like all goblins, because of the cosmic um, chance of the universe, they can't <laughs> stop singing, and that's why we must sing. But like. That I would have been like, all right, cool, makes sense. You just did the equivalent of like Doctor Whoifying, you know, when people use corporate speak, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. just use like, oh yeah, with the uh, KPIs going forward, we have to look at the longevity of the things, you know. <laughs> you just did that, yeah. <laughs> but with Doctor Who, <laughs> and that would have made sense to me. Like, if it was just some techno babble that doesn't mean anything, I'd be like, cool, I'm on board. But there was nothing. There wasn't even the te- meaningless techno babble. <laughs> I guess it's like, would it have angered more people from being techno babbly because people would be like, it means nothing, what does this mean? Rather than just going ahead and doing it anyway, which they did. I think I would like something that at least refers to meaning, even if there is none, rather than just no (laughs) meaning. Inserting it into the universe. (laughs) That's fair enough. What's the Terry Patchett one? Oh, yeah, it was the colour of magic. So it's worth saying that me and Kaz... Like oh is that just is it just called the color of magic? It's probably not a book about the book color of magic. It's just about yes, it was about literally the color of magic. Right. And I mean, it only very briefly mentions it, but it's oh, just but it a, still mentions him. Yeah, it does. yeah, nice. it just popped up, and I was like, oh my god, when I was going through it, and I was like, look, it's your you're on eyes favorite thing. It's worth noting me and Kat, yeah love Terry Patchett, yes. and we're going to do a Terry Patchett podcast one day. Yes, yes. When when I we no longer have to work when this podcast takes off. So oh yeah, but if you're a Terry Patchett fan, give us some money. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is the crazy diagram that I was showing you. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I have to take a screenshot of this. Death Magic is such a fucking cool name. Black Death Magic is such a cool (laughs) name for a band. (laughs) It probably already is a band, to be fair. It must be. Some sort of black metal band. I'm going to take a picture of this for the the Instagram. But, yeah, it's just bizarre. It's just such a strange little compendium of everything. It's really weird. Anyway, Colour of Magic. Following Pratchett's hypothesis, the eighth colour of the spectrum, which is the magician's personal concept of the colour of magic, may be called octarine. For me, this is a particular shade of electric purple pink, most significant, significant spelt with a K, (laughs) optical visions have all occurred in this hue. And I visualise it to be the colour of many more important spells and sigils in the astral before i sail into a handmade before i set sail in a handmade open boat through the arabian sea (laughs) sounds like a sure way to die i was tricked into accepting a huge and priceless star ruby from a wizard in india i don't think this is true (laughs) it was a extremely octarine hue. During the most violent typhoon I have ever experienced, I found myself shrieking the conjurations to Thor and Poseidon whilst clinging to the bra- bow spirit. To the bow spirit. 
whilst clinging to the bowsprit. As mountainous waves smashed into the boat and the octatorine lightning bolt crashed into the sea all around. I don't believe in any of this. I was going to say, when was this written? Because I was like, it's if like, it was like the 1700s, it, it then actually, that sort of makes sense. It but says 1826. Seems unlikely considering they know who Terry Pratchett is. <laughs> very strange this whole thing is really weird looking back it seems mysterious that my crew survived i have kept the octarines what your handmade boat (laughs) it was large enough for a crew uh yeah they had is i don't know they must have had a lot of hands working on that i I mean i guess all boats are handmade technically true how else did you make a boat the way they said it they said it was like my handmade boat they did it themselves yeah out of a tree log um i've kept the octarine stone uncertain as to whether it Passed to me as a curse, a joke, a blessing, or a test, or all three of these what, things. What, the stone that saved your life from the storm? Surely I thought it went into the sea. Wait, let me read this again. Am I confused? Or I think is he they're confused. confused. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he was clinging to the bow, bow spirit. As mountainous waves smashed into the boat, the octarine lightning bolt crashed into the sea all around. Unless he's talking about him crashing into the sea. Anyway. No, the octarine lightning. Maybe, like, he had an octarine stone. Oh, and, and then lightning a lightning bow also was octarine and yes. then crashed into the sea. Potentially. Because it was, like, being called by the stone. May- this was... It's very King Arthur. Yes, it's very interpretable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Even the sentences themselves aren't extremely clear on what's happening. But anyway, that was a nice little aside. <laughs> I yeah. kind of enjoyed that weird little tale. Yeah. No, can't say it really elucidated what the colour of magic is for me. Other magicians perceive octarine in different ways. My personal perception of octarine is probably a consequence of sex, purple, and rage, anger, being the most effective forms of gnosis. Each should seek out the colour of magic for themselves. Octarine power is instinctually driven towards magic, which, if allowed to flower, creates the magician's self or personality in the psyche, and affinity with various magical god forms the magician's self varies naturally between magicians but has the general characteristics of an antinomian antinomian i cannot <laughs> i don't even know what that word is deviousness which pre dictated for manipulation and the bazaar the amnimoramnesis of magicians. <laughs> I can't even fucking I think read this. I understand. <laughs> I don't think these are words. I think he's just putting <laughs> letters together. Goes along. You're making it up as you go along. Ah, oh, bloody hell. This is great. In 1980. What was it? 1870? 1826. But Although he, was... he knows about Terry Pratchett. <laughs> yeah, maybe the octahedron has time. Travel. It's very strange. This whole thing is very bizarre. I have to Stop say, doing an episode on it. it's none so of it's particularly helpful. No, I wouldn't necessarily say it is. The helpful. candle magic was the only one that had any vague information in. Oh, there's a huge thing on black magic. It looks like it's written by the same guy though. So oh, let's great. not. Oh no, sorry. Eighteen two six is page number. I oh think. right. I think that's. Is that the page number one? Yeah, I think that's the page number. My bad. I thought it was a date. No, right, good. <laughs> I was going to say, that makes no sense. Right, let's hear about black magic. The deaf, the deaf programs built into our genetic and oh, hence behavioural emotional structure are the price we pay for capacity of sexual reproduction, which alone allows us for evolutionary change. 
Only organisms which reproduce asexually to replicate endless identical copies of their very simple forms are immortal. Two conjunctions with the black power are of particular interest to magicians. The casting of destructive spells and the avoidance of premature death. What did the first bit have to do with the second bit? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, What was it like? We're all going to die anyway. Black magic is what we... There's some destruction spells. So the so-called chod rites are a ritual rehearsal of death in which the self-death is invoked to manifest its knowledge and wisdom. Traditionally conceived as the black-robed skeletal figure armed with a scythe, the death self is privy to the mystery mysteries of aging, senselessness, morbidity, necrosis, entropy and decay. It is often also possessed possessed of a rather why and world-weary sense of humour. Outstanding, fine. (laughs) It Um, goes on like this for quite a while. (laughs) Should we find out about blue magic? Yeah, like the sea magic, yeah, of course. Wealth is not to be measured in terms of assets, but rather in terms of how much control over people and material, and thus ultimately one's own experiences, one achieves by economic activities. Um, money is an abstract concept used to quantify economic activity thus wealth is measured in how well you control your experiences with money assuming that variety exciting, unusual and stimulating experiences are often preferred to dull ones and that they tend to be expensive for this reason then the main problem for most people is to find a high enough effective form of money input which has the above agreeable qualities. The aim of wealth magic is to establish large turnover of money which allows agreeable experiences at both input and output stages. Is wealth magic just getting a good job? <laughs> this demand this demand is what is called money consciousness. I think it's capitalism. Yeah, I literally, like he just explained what... Mad blue magic is, which is money magic, and apparently money magic is getting more money. I don't know why he needed to explain getting it. more money so you can do more fun experiences. <laughs> yeah, literally, he's like, well, I need to explain to you what a fun experience is, but versus a dull experience, and then we need to go into the intricacies of why having money allows you to experience those more. So capitalism, great, cool, fine, I understand <laughs> that. So ridiculous. I kind of love it. Should I continue because that was just establishing what blue magic yeah, is? Yeah, great. Glad, glad, glad we know that now. Money is acquired all the characteristics of a spiritual being. It is invisible, intangible. Coinage, notes, and electronic numbers are not money. They are merely, merely representations or talismans of something which economists cannot coherently define. Yet although in itself intangible and invisible, it can create powerful effects on reality. Money has its own personality, idiosyncrasies, tastes. What about when there was a bunch of gold in the bank and the money was measured against that gold? But then it, it was... still is in, in some, isn't it? I thought we sold off all our gold and did now we? manage oh. I thought that was a thing that Gordon Brown bit did back when Labour was in like we sold off all the gold in the banks and now the money is just uh, it's, it's just not, it's all yeah. intangible but I don't know because I, I don't, don't understand I read a whole that whole Terry Pratchett book was trying oh, to explain oh making money yeah. I fucking love that book I did not like that one it was trying really? to explain what money it. was on it by the end it was like I still don't get it. But maybe that's this blue magic thing's point. Yeah, I guess that is... It's, that's probably maybe where it's getting to. I don't know. Um, in the suitable environment, it will even reproduce itself. The nature of money spirit is movement. The mo- And money likes to move. If yeah, it is, you're telling me. If it is hoarded... All goes out. <laughs> if it is hoarded... It dies slowly. Money thus prefers to manifest as turnover rather than unex- 
unexploited assets. Money's surplus to immediate pleasure should be reinvested as further evocation. And then truly, money consciousness finds that even their pleasure makes money for them. I'm sorry, just to interrupt quickly. This is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Money shouldn't be spent on meaningless things. It should be reinvested as a form of invocation, invocation, whatever. That's not fucking magic. That's just saying put your money in a savings account. Literally, that is. Is this written by a bank that was having, like, smoking some weed? (laughs) It sounds like it, to be fair. Uh, Money consciousness gets paid to enjoy itself. Those in money consciousness are by nature generous. Offer them an interesting investment and they will offer you a fortune. Just don't ask for small cash handouts. The attain- He's talking about banks. Uh, it's, you know this what, is this, all just an ad for banks. This reminds Take me- Take a loan from a bank so you can put it into your, <laughs> your, invest, your um, project and then you can do it. But banks with small cash handouts, well, you'll have to pay interest on and you'll end up going... <laughs> Oh, it's just yeah, an ad for like banks. This is economics for wizards. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, this does actually remind me of the... Um, uh, oh, what was that thing called that we didn't agree on? The secret. Yeah, yeah. It, like sort of a bit like that in Law of Attraction because it's kind of like there's this whole thing around it of being like, give money away because then you'll get money back type thing. So that kind of like resonates it's with that. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. As in like, it will cut, if you're a giving person, you'll get given, like do unto others type thing. That sort of thing. When I get drunk, I buy so many people, so many shots and I'm still poor. <laughs> but are you rich in friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as I should be no. after all of those shots. <laughs> after all those shots. Maybe it's because they all wake up hungover and don't want to hang out anymore because Maybe. I make them all feel ill. That's red magic. Should we go into red magic? Yeah. Soon, uh, as soon as humanity developed organization and weapon technology to defeat its main natural predators and competitors, it seems to have applied a fierce selection of mechanic me- mechaniz- mechanism to itself in the form of interconnecting welfare warfare. God, maybe I don't want to do the Golden Dawn. Maybe I hate <laughs> magic. Many of the qualities we regard as the marks of evolutionary success, such as our opposable thumbs and tool handling ability, tool handling ability, our capacity for communication by sound, upright posture, and our capability to give and receive commands of discipline, were almost certainly selected for during millennia of organised armed conflict between human beings. Our morality reflects our bloodthirsty history, for whilst it is a taboo to attack a member of one's own tribe, it remains its duty to attract foreigners. So is that just saying, be like, oh yeah, xenophobia is good? I think it's, yeah, kind of saying like the whole us versus them mentality. Um, doesn't seem to be shying away from that. It seems to be like uh, combat magic is usually practiced openly, with the adversary being publicly threatening by a curse or finding himself represent of an unpleasant-looking talisman, spell, or rune. The aim is intimid—the aim is intimidation and controlling one's adversary, who must therefore be made as paranoid as possible and informed of the origin of the attack. Otherwise, combat magic takes the. St- same general form as those used in the entropy rites, the sigils and servitors carry auto-destructive information to the target, although with a sub-lethal intent. However, the real skill of red magic is to be available and present in such an overwhelming glamour of 
personal vitality, morality, and potency for aggression that the exercise of combat magic is never required. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, I think you're just meant to be whatever it said, like annoying, aggressive, and upsetting, and then no one will like want to mess with you anyway. So anyway, that made no sense. Um, Yeah, I don't think any uh, of that made sense. That had a proper chaos magic feel to it. The The bit (laughs) that I found funny was when they were like, "The point is to make them paranoid, so you have to tell them you're doing red magic." Yeah. Could you imagine going up to someone and be like, "I'm doing magic attacks on you." It's the nerdiest thing I think I've ever heard. It's kind of like, I'm threatening you with magic. Like, imagine going up to, like, someone who's, like, considers themselves hard and doing that. Be like, I'm going to do some magic attacks on you and you're going to know about it. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to fucking knock your lights out. (laughs) You won't be able to because I'm going to use red magic on you. You might stub your toe because of my spells. (laughs) And that's, like, one of the, I guess, more interesting things that I got gleam from that was when you got, like, People are not necessarily superstitious or paranoid, but then like they'll be like, "Oh, but my like I had a gypsy curse put on me once, and in like s- terrible things were happening." Type thing, like, but they did if they didn't know that there was a gypsy curse placed upon them, they wouldn't have thought yeah. about it. So it's almost like saying like, make sure people know that you're doing yeah. quote unquote red magic on them because anything bad that happens in their life they will associate to you and the spell working. Mm. Which I thought was, again, a fairly interesting thing because I always thought, like, the whole gypsy magic, gypsy curse thing was like, well, you wouldn't know if you were cursed if you didn't, if they didn't say you were cursed, you know? No one's <laughs> ever told me I'm cursed, but I'm pretty sure I am. Like, it's so funny. I was talking <laughs> so to... So many things are. <laughs> yeah. Talking to my friend about this, and um, there was a day where one of us could go home early and still be paid. Um, what? Why? Uh, we had too many hours or something, so, like... Oh. Um, and we both had plans that evening, so neither of us wanted to work till 10. Mm. And she was like, right, should we maybe just flip a coin? And I was like, no, can't flip a coin. I think the universe hates me. And if I, I lose, then I'll become paranoid that someone in the universe, like, the universe... <laughs> Even though will... it's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, but if I, no, that's the thing, because I'm paranoid that, like, there's something wrong with me and the universe hates me. I'll lose, and then I'll become even more paranoid that, like, the universe hates me. So we could continue going through this because there is a whole lot in here that we haven't even begun to look at. I think we're good. We hit hit the time limit. I think it's always fun when we could, like, there's always a possibility that we can go back into that. And, what like, I would like to do mm. is scroll through it, pick a subject, read it on there, and then try and research around it. That would be cool. So it's not just very strange. Yeah text it's a weird weird i love like, it i love how weird it is like, yeah. there's something about it because it's so strange and so weirdly written and formatted yeah and, and it's just it's yeah it, yeah it's very like but the way you know the strangeness in which he wrote just now and it's just kind of like why is it like this why is any of this like yeah. this it's so weird i love it it feels like it feels like delving into the really deep bits of magic mm, yes um that like here, here to I don't know. Uh, we've not like really touched that because it's just been like introduction to chaos magic and stuff. But it feels like, oh, this is what people talk about when they're like scholars of yeah. fake shit. They're like deep in it, yeah, yeah, and they're like getting all the. This, and is, this, you know, this is no context for us. It's like, oh, we're getting a glimpse of like how 
deep the rabbit hole goes. Yes, I, I like it. It's really interesting. There's, it, you know what this feels like? You know, like when you're in a video game and you just like stumble into a library and there's random books out and you just like read one of those books and it's just like a random excerpt from something you sort of have to gleam what the context yeah. is around it. A sort of what this is. And you're like, I have no idea what I'm reading right now, but you're trying to work out what the hell it means. It's like the story in a FromSoft game where like things just happen to you and then from contest clues you have to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, literally that. Yeah. It's working backwards. <laughs> yeah. From, because there's no title. Well, I guess that's the title of it. But some of the titles don't even match the content. So no, like, I quite like that. I quite yeah. like that it's a tricky text. It really feels like, yeah, again, it feels like when you like hear people in supernatural magic movies or books and they're like oh yeah i had to study this impossible text that doesn't make sense and tries to confuse you <laughs> and then when i mastered it i became a master magician so maybe if you read all three thousand pages and then read them again till you understand it all then maybe you'll have like you'll be a godlike powerful, power yeah. yeah a powerful magician witchy person like gandalf Although he's like an angel from on high, so I yeah, don't know if you can they're like... kind of like a race, aren't they, the yeah. wizards, so not Like not Dumbledore, the but only not shit and evil. <laughs> Wait, Dumbledore wasn't evil. Yes, he is. Didn't you not read the seventh book? I hate Harry Potter. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> Ugh. I can't remember anything about the seventh... Was he evil? He wasn't great. He, he was like in love with a Nazi and... Oh, yeah. Then he was, like, trying to sacrifice Harry to Voldemort to kill the last Horcrux and essentially yeah, raised I Harry guess, for slaughter. Yeah, I guess, but it was, like, for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not great, is it? No, but it was to defeat the Dark Lord. Anyway. anyway um, yeah, well, that was an episode, and I enjoyed it. Me too. Yeah, um, it was a weird one. Sorry for it being so weird, everybody. Um... So next time we're going to be looking at revisiting Chaos Magic. That's right. We are out of ideas and we're <laughs> going back to what brought us to the dance. Well, in fairness, like, I really enjoy Chaos Magic. I think it's yeah. one of our favourite, like, my favourite ones that I've actually did. And, um... Yeah, I think we should both try and, like, make a pledge where we're going to, like, find some things and do, like, like practical yeah. stuff. That would be cool. I yeah. would like to, like, actually do some. Because uh, reading through some of um, this book as well, these, I was, like, looking up spells and stuff and then... and. That was quite cool because it had a lot of like ritual stuff that you're meant to do, like get the smells and the essence and the oils and like the, have the bath and have the tools ready and like, you know, all these different things that you had to do to like set up the ceremony of it all. And I don't know, I was like, oh, this has put me in a sort of magical mood. We should do some magical stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Like it's definitely been a reintroduction to the idea of magic on this podcast as opposed to... All the stuff we did last year, which I don't think yes. like, really went into magic much at all last year. No, not really. We did a lot of... Um, Myths and... Yeah, and conspiracy theories. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's Journey into Strange. It can be whatever we want. It's anything strange. Anything yeah. strange goes, which is fine with me. Oh, one book we should read for that is Practical Magic. Yeah. Yeah. How, is it like Practical... A Beginner's Guide to Practical Magic or Advanced Magic for Beginners? That's the one. Because that's the one I partly read last time and you said you really wanted to read that one but didn't get around to it. So we should both read that one because when we both read the source material we generally get a better episode out of Sounds it. Sounds good to me. We Let's will do, do that. And maybe you guys should read it too to... um Get prepared. Yeah. Love it. Interested. Let's go! Let's fucking go! I'm excited. And remember... Keep journeying. And keep on being strange. And keep on being strange. And don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Yeah, I always sing, but I haven't drunk as much as I usually do in an episode. But do hold on to that feeling. <laughs> Be a lonely girl. 
in the lonely world. Yeah, taking a midnight train. See trains. 